With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Mm. Yo, what up, what up? It's time, man. What It's time. What up? Yeah, how you doing? Get it going. My name's Mikey D. This is the 77 WABC Sports Podcast. I'm doing my thing. I got the bling. Now turn the music off. Thank you. All right, here we go. Another episode of 77 WABC Sports Interviews. Today I'll be talking by myself for 20 minutes. I don't like that my board op right now is recording me. Don't know why he's doing that, but hey, why not? Um, Phil Dixon has been um, relieved from his duties of the podcast, so now I'm a solo dolo show and I can't get many people to come on with interviews, so now 77 WABC Sports Interviews with Mike Didino. It's now a monologue. Could you believe that? Talking to myself, where do we start, Mike? Where do we start? We're going to start in baseball. Yankees. We'll start with Yankee baseball. Yanks right now 26th and 24th place in the AL East. Tough to really, you know, get a gauge on this Yankees team. Few guys out right now. The Giancarlo Stanton's of the world. The Carlos Rodon's of the world. The uh, Josh Donaldson's of the world. The Luis Severino's of the world. But I think that overall the Yankees have been a real good baseball team this year. Um, I picked them to win the World Series to entering the season. I'm going to stick with that pick now. AL, looking down the AL, it is rather underwhelming. You have Tampa Bay, the best team in the league. I'm expecting them to regress. They're banged up right now. They lost Joffrey Springs, their elite left-hander for the season. Now they are getting Tyler Glass now back. He should be getting back. He should be and he should be coming back at the end of May. They also are without Yandy Diaz right now, who is dealing with a hamstring injury. I think the Rays are due to regress. The Orioles are 21 and 16. How about those O's? Got to give them some credit. They really built a nice infrastructure over there with a bunch of young talent, but you can't really consider them, you know, legit contenders. The Blue Jays, say what you want about them. Yankees just beat the snot out of them 3-4. to four. Central's weak. I mean, Minnesota is in first at 24-20. and 20. The Guardians are in second at 20-23. and 23. That's the worst division in baseball. And when you go to the West, you have the Rangers. They mash if you haven't watched them this season. The Adolis Garcias of the world, the Corey Seegers of the world, the, Mark Simeon, the Marcus Simeons of the world. I have some questions about their pitching rotation, especially with Jacob, Jacob DeGrom out. He's been already nursing an injury. Could you believe that? Then you have the Astros, who are probably the... Team the beat in the AL, 24-19. They're on a quiet four-game win streak. Now, entering the season, I said that the Astros will not repeat. They will not even make the World Series. They will not even win a playoff series, I said. And my logic for that was because Justin Verlander departed, who was the AL Cy Young last year at 41 years old, and they did not replace him. They elected to really not even add much in free agency. The, the pristine name they added, Jose Abreu, who is one of two players this season that have over 150 at-bats and not hit a home run. So that says all you need to know about him. Great hitter, but he's really regressed. He's like 36 now. He might be on his, uh, he might be on hole 17 right now. 
I have questions about the Astros. I don't love their bullpen. At the end of the day, they do have a good lineup. They do have a, a strong rotation. They have the best team ERA, best starting ERA in the MLB thus far. So to me, it's the Yankees and the Astros. That's kind of what Vegas told you entering the season. That's kind of what Vegas tells you right now. And that's kind of what's going to happen. Vegas is always right, as Kevin Drosch found out the hard way last night. We'll get to that story shortly. But, you know, May 19th, I love people. People love to overreact through the first, you know, quarter of the season. We're 46 games in. We'll call it a quarter of the season. I think if you're a Yankee fan, you got to be content right now. Aaron Judge is the best player on the planet. He just took the whole city, state, country of Canada and put his balls on top of them in that four-game set. Hit four home runs. Almost just missed the fifth home run. That was some series for anybody that didn't watch that. And let's break that down quickly. That was probably one of the better regular season series I've watched in a long time. On Monday, it all started. Blue Jays reliever Jay Jackson was tipping pitches. The Yankees bench then told Aaron Judge he was tipping pitches. Judge was looking over at the bench. Next pitch, he hit a slider, belt high, 475 feet. Blue Jays were upset about it. It caused a big altercation. Judge said he was just looking at the bench because they were chirping, which probably was a big fat lie. Now, you have one side of the story, where you have one side of the, the argument that says the guy's tipping pitches, anybody could tell him that, and it's fair game. Then you have the other side of the story that says players and coaches on the bench or in the dugout should not really you know, make themselves a part of the game and they should not be allowed to give players tips or any sort of advantage when they're in a box. I'm team, if you're tipping pitches, that's on you. And I think that's the consensus right now in that story. So that was the whole deal Monday that the Yankees were allegedly, quote, cheating. Which it wasn't cheating, it was just a triple-A pitcher tipping his pitches. And then Tuesday, had Domingo Herman get thrown out for sticky substance. Umpire, crew chief, forget his name said that it was the stickiest hands he's ever felt. Herman now will be suspended for 10 games. He insists that he was only using rosin. That's another whole big drama. We saw it happen with Max Scherzer. The question is, how much rosin is too much rosin? Nobody knows how much rosin is too much rosin, and that's the problem. MLB will have to fix that as the season goes on. But for now, Herman suspended 10 games, and when a player gets suspended... Because of sticky substance or whatever the case may be, you cannot replace him. The Yankees are a pitcher short for the next week or so. That was Tuesday. And then Wednesday, you had the Yankees get shut out in 10 innings. And then yesterday, you had more jong between the bench. Aaron Boone was calling out the Blue Jays' third base coach, told him pretty much to sit the F down and shut up. So that was some four-game series. And the next time the teams meet will be in September, so a few months off now for the uh, tensions, the heat. But the Yankees, they win three or four. They're now 26-20. and 20. They go to Cincinnati for three games tonight. Clark Schmidt on the bump. Long term, I like this team. It's going to be tough for them to win a division. Rays are already six and a half games up. Division's not that big. And I've been saying that for a while, dating back to last season. You just got to get in with this wild card format. And then you have Garrett Cole, hopefully Carlos Rodon, and hopefully Nestor Cortez in the best of three game series. You have to like your chances if you're a Yankee fan. There, So I like the Yankees long-term. How much do you want me to say about the Yankees? They have the best player in baseball. They're banged up. They're 26-20. and 20. Things are starting to come around. Anthony Volpe is looking like a superstar. Hit his seventh home run last night. Volpe's on pace for 24 home runs and 44 stolen bases this season. So Volpe is a star. Aaron Judge is the best player in baseball. Garrett Cole is a Cy Young candidate this year. Yankees bullpen's pitched well. 
still have Stanton, who should be coming back soon. Donaldson should. Did you guys hear what happened to Josh Donaldson? I know that nobody's listening to this podcast, but if you are, Josh Donaldson had a slight relapse in his recovery. His rehab assignment was pushed back about a week or so because he sliced his finger building some sort of structure with his daughter. That guy is a mess. What a mess that trade was. For the third time, long term, I like the Yankees this season. I will once again be sticking with them to make the World Series. Over to the Mets. What a struggle for the Mets. Now, they did come back and they won two out of three against the Rays. They won in dramatic fashion on, was it Tuesday? My days are all messed up. Wednesday night, they won in dramatic fashion. Francisco Alvarez had a three-run home run in the ninth to tie it up. Then Pete Alonso hit his 15th home run in extra innings to win the game. And then yesterday was the day game. Thursday, Taylor McGill threw and they... Mets won that game 3-2. to two. Pete Alonso, another home run in his league-leading 16th home run. Tommy Pham put the Mets ahead with a uh, RBI infield single in the 6th or 7th inning. Don't remember. Really don't care. Mets, everyone seems to be already saying that the Mets are no longer World Series contenders, and I'm here to shut that up. It's May. Everyone needs to relax. The Mets have two obvious X-Factors on their team, and, they're, and it's Justin Verlander and Max Scherzer. Max Scherzer's had one of the most eye-popping first two months of the season that a player could really have. He he was thrown out for sticky substance. He was suspended for 10 games, and then he had a shoulder injury, missed a few starts, and then he had a neck injury, missed a start. And when he's pitched, he's been pretty awful. Came back on Sunday against Washington, pitched a good game. He'll pitch again versus Cleveland. That's on Saturday. And then as for Justin Verlander, he started the season on the DL, came back, made, he's made three starts. First two were good, last one was not good against Tampa Bay. They lost on Monday that game. So it's very obvious if Justin Verlander and Max Scherzer are cooked, which I don't think they are, the Mets will be fine. As for the lineup, that's another concern everyone seems to say. The Mets don't have power where the Mets do have power. They have Francisco Alvarez, who's one of their top prospects, hitting ninth. That'll never make sense to me. I expect him to move up in the order as the season goes on. You have Brett Beatty up. You have Mark Vientos up. The Mets have three everyday players in Alvarez, Vientos, and Beatty that are young, talented prospects that are all supposed to be major league talent, and they all should be playing every day, and if they are all playing every day, and you parlay that with the Brandon Nimmo's and the Francisco Lindor's and the Pete Alonzo's and the Jeff McNeil's and the Starling Martes of the world. Like, this is a good baseball team. 22-23 and 23 right now. It's been ugly. They've been banged up by injuries. We keep talking about how many players the Yankees have had on the DL, but the Mets have had the most players in the MLB on the IL this season. I expect the Mets to get healthy and they get on a big run. That run could start with a three-game series against the Guardians, who are one of the worst offenses in the league. That series starts tonight. I just got the middle finger from Phil Dixon. Phil, come in because I want to talk to you for two minutes. Whatever, man. Where was I? Mets. Yeah, long-term, also like the Mets. I like the Mets and Yankees. Now, I don't think it's a bad bet. Let's go check on FanDuel right now. I want to check what those odds are for both teams to win the World Series. Because they're probably both like 10 and 11 to 1. I would guess the Yankees are 10 to 1 and the Mets are 11 to 1. To me, that seems like a good bet, getting a good getting good odds on them. Let's see. World Series winners. Like the Rays are 6.5 to 1 to win the World Series. The Rays are not winning the World Series. Toronto is 11.5 to 1. They're not winning the World Series. The Mets are 20 to 1 to win the World Series right now. That's a phenomenal bet. That's a really good bet. Matter of fact, I'm going to put $100 on it right now. $100 to win 2000 on the Mets to win the World Series right now, May 19th, Friday, 324 p.m. locked in. 
Just put $100 in the Mets to win 2000 I think that's a really good bet. Do I think the Mets will win the World Series? Absolutely not, but you're getting 20-1 to 1 odds. They were 6-1 to 1 when the season began. All right, moving along from baseball, we'll go to basketball. I wanted to talk to Phil Dixon here about basketball, get his take on both of the series, but he's not here, so I'm going to have to do my best here. Now, for anybody that knows me, I'm not a huge basketball fan. Baseball and football is my uh, mantra. And Radabali's on the mic. Rich, what's up? You don't like basketball too much? I do like basketball. I think they're a bunch of privileged liberals, so I kind of moved away from it. But, you know, I still enjoy the sport. Who do you like? Who do you like in the finals here? Well, being that the Nuggets are up 2-0, I like the Nuggets to obviously win that series. Tough loss from the Lakers last night, a game that they pretty much led for three and a half quarters. Jamal Murray took over in the fourth. I see Kevin Drew shaking his head because he took the Lakers. Now, he took the Lakers' win margarine 1-5, to which is just one of the sorriest bets you can really make. And I told him, take him plus five and a half, and they covered, Rich, and they covered. Well, he should listen to you a little bit more, huh? He should. Now, Rich, who do you like in that series? I like Denver. I'd like to see Denver win. And then in the other series, now this is an interesting one. You have the eight seed Miami who shocked Milwaukee in round one. Now Giannis Antetokounmpo missed game one, missed game two. It was probably about 75% for the whole series. But nevertheless, the, the Heat shocked the Bucks, the eight seed. Then they beat the Knicks in the second round. That was in five games. Now he taking on the Celtics. They lead that series one to nothing. Rich, Celtics or Heat? I like to, I'd like to see the Celtics win here. Uh, Any particular reason why you say that? Play a little better. Any particular reason why you like the Celtics? Uh, no, I just, you know, then it could be because the uh, Heat beat the Knicks, so I can't root for the Heat now, can I? No, you can't. Now, I have some qualms with the Knicks, for anyone that didn't hear. I was credentialed to the Knicks game, went to a Knicks game on my off day on a Sunday, 3 o'clock game against the Suns. I asked Mike Breen, this was right after New Year's, I believe it was January 2nd. It might have been New Year's Day, I went to the game on my off day. Went to the game, I asked Mike Breen his New Year's resolution, and he said I don't have one, and then I got an email the next day from Nick's PR that I was berating Mike Breen, screaming in his face. Do you believe that, Kevin? Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Suits once again win. Now, I was not credentialed after that for the rest of the season. Now, I actually never applied to a game because I just felt it was best to not ever go to a Knicks game or not support the Knicks ever again after that. Pretty much lock it up right now. It's going to be Nuggets and Celtics in the finals, and that's really it. We could speak on the Ja Morant nonsense for about two minutes here. I could start by saying J.J. Redick, who defended Ja Morant, should be ashamed of himself. He should be revoked from TV. He should be escorted out of the building. To defend Ja Morant is just absolutely ludicrous. What time is it? I have to do a report soon. It's 329. All right, I got some time. To defend Ja Morant is absolutely ludicrous. The guy is waving a gun around on social media, and he's an NBA player that's supposed to be a role model. I mean, are you kidding me? And then you got guys like Phil Dix. Oh, I don't think it was a big deal. Well, Phil, you're an idiot. So um, that's why you're running the board right now, Phil. And that's why you were kicked off the podcast. No, I like Phil. He's a good dude, but he's, he's an idiot. So Morant's a clown. I think he's going to get I, – I would give Morant 40 games. He's got to teach this guy a lesson, but it's probably more likely like a, a, let's call it a 15-game suspension for Morant. You should come down on him. You should make an example out of the guy. It's the second time it happened. It should be 40 games, but it won't be. Enough about basketball. To the PGA Championship, for anybody that cares, which is probably not many, Scotty Scheffler's with the lead. Funny story here. For my fantasy football league, we actually all were assigned a golfer in the PGA Championship, and where they finish is where you will draft. So everybody was assigned a golfer. 
the you know, all the odds from one, there's a 14 man league, so everybody was assigned the top 14 golfers, and I was assigned Victor Hovland, who is in second place right now with minus three. So I would be getting the second pick if the tournament ended today, but no, I decided to change my golfer. I put Hovland back in the pool, and I picked up Jason Day. Jason Day is plus six, and he is in 113th place. So I, instead of getting the number two pick, now we'll be drafting number 14. So that's your story of the day. I'm an idiot. I overmanage. Blah, blah, blah. Scotty Scheffler's in the lead, minus five. Bryson DeChambeau, minus four. Hovland, minus three of your notables. Nobody else really there. Tiger, obviously not playing. Mickelson, nowhere to be found. I mean, all these guys could, like, legitimately spit in my face, and I wouldn't know who they are. I mean, the guy that's in third place, Chris Connors from Canada, I never have heard of him in my entire life. All right, Kevin, I don't really have much else to really say here. I could go into some football spiel. Not much going on in football. You have the offseason workouts right now. I'll touch on the Jets and Giants briefly. The Giants, not much going on. Saquon Barkley has not shown up to voluntary workouts. He's still seeking a long-term extension. I don't think he's going to get it. The Giants franchise tagged him, so... He's going to have to play under the tag or he's going to have to hold out. And I don't think he's going to hold out. We saw what happened when uh, Pittsburgh Steelers former running back Le'Veon Bell held back. Kind of was like the downfall of his career. So Barkley's unfortunately going to have to play under the tag. He's going to have to have another monster year. And then he'll get his desired 15-20 to 20 per season. Giants say locked up their best defensive player, Dexter Lawrence. As for the Jets, obviously you have their Aaron Rodgers sweepstakes. He's still in that honeymoon phase. Jets, I've said it a hundred times, are going to be a really good football team. Now, one thing to note if you're a Jet friend, Quinn Williams, he's still seeking a long-term extension. He has not shown up to voluntary workouts. He is a guy that potentially could hold out because he is 23 years old. He's one of the best defensive players in the year in, in the league, and he deserves big money, especially after all these tackles got paid. So I think that the Jets, they just freed up some money. They restructured... Um, the linebacker, the, the Bengals linebacker, the hell, the pass rusher, Carl Lawson, they restructured his contract, so that freed up some money. So I think they'll use that free money to sign Carl to sign Quinnen Williams, lock him up. If not, he's a potential potential name to keep an eye on for a guy that could hold that, which would be a disaster for the Jets, but I don't think he'd do that. And I think the Jets will lock him up. The Jets have legit, and I'll end it on gist. The Jets have legit Super Bowl aspirations right now. Yes, it's May. Yes, the season doesn't start for five months. Yes, the Super Bowl isn't played for 11 months. But the Jets have Super Bowl aspirations. And with that, that wraps up another episode of the 77 WABC Sports Interviews podcast with Mike Dino. This was a 25-minute monologue that I kind of just wung. I thought it was like pretty decent for just winging it. Kevin Joyce, can you give me a thumbs up if it was decent? Be honest. If it was terrible, it was a thumbs down. All right, that's fine. I'm an honesty guy. I'll listen back. I critique myself well. I hold myself to a standard. I'm in a lion full of a room with sheep. So I expect to get better. I expect to get bigger. Bang! That'll wrap it up. See you next week. If you don't agree with me, then you're fake news. I knew me and my people was gonna bubble. Came out the gate on some flojo. Bet with the shotty with the logo kid. Said my don't dance, we just pull up our pants and do the rock away. Now lean back. That is wrong. Lean back. Lean back. Lean back. I'm the boss. Lean back. I'm a, I said my don't dance, we just pull up our pants and do the rock away.